Hi everybody. It is officially spring and that means it's time for renewal, it's time for new adventures, new dreams, new fun, and maybe you want to start something new. Maybe you have a dream or a passion or a curiosity that you want to explore and discover. Well, I have some love letters for you just in case you want to start something new. So, for starting something new, this is for you. Ready? Number one, start messy. Messy first drafts are very important. A lot of times when we start something new, we want it to be perfect. We want it to look good, sound good. But the thing is, you're a beginner. You're a beginner. It's okay to create messy first drafts. The beautiful thing about drafts are that you can always change. You can always reiterate. You can always do something different the next time. You can scrap the whole thing and start over again. But be okay with having messy first drafts. You're a beginner like a child. When a kid is learning how to walk, they stumble, they fall, and we clap and we praise it. We don't look at them and say, you fell, you failed. No, they're starting something new. So have that same grace with yourself. And a note, it gets messy before it gets tidy. When you start something new, a draft is all over the place. You're writing down notes everywhere. Nothing makes sense. But eventually, you put those pieces together to make a cohesive work of art. Like think about writing a paper, right, when you're in school. You know, you have all these notes and all these ideas and you're putting things in the margin. And what you turn in is something that is better. <laughs> something that looks better, sounds better, is more cohesive, more understandable. And it's the same thing with your creations. It's the same thing with what you make and what you try. Everything is messy when you first start, start out. And so knowing that removes all the pressure from you to have to be perfect, to have to look like you have it all together. It's okay to not have it all together, all right? The second thing I want to say to you, you're allowed to be bad at something. All good and proficient people were bad at something first. It's really hard because we, we live in this age where we see the final products of everything. We see what people have done. We see what people want to share, like the good stuff, right? But we never see the stuff behind the scenes. You know what I mean? We never really see the process of someone getting there. And I'm here to tell you that everybody sucks at first. Everybody is bad at something at first. Everyone, including me, right? When I first started making videos, I was really awkward and, you know, tense and like, I am talking like a robot. Like, it, it, it was cringy. Looking back on all the videos, you can go look if you want. They're there. But all my beginning videos were very awkward because I wasn't really being myself. I was being who I thought that people needed me to be. I was being polished and worried about like editing and all this stuff that doesn't really matter, right? It's okay to be bad at something. When I first learned how to sing, I was not good at that. I was not good at singing. I had to learn. I had to learn and practice. And it's, it has taken years for me to get the sound in my voice that it has now, right? And so that's how you get good. <laughs> Being bad at something is how you get good at something. You get good at something by practicing, right? You get good by being bad. There's no way around it. There's no way to avoid it. Be comfortable with being bad at something. It's okay. And also, who decides what is good or bad? You do. You get to decide what's good. You get to decide what's bad. And so if you want to make your thing be good just because you did it, like not trying to live up to other people's expectations and not even your own, then your stuff deserves to see the light of day. That's it. Even bad and ugly and, and horrible things, right, that you create, that we say are horrible and awful and ugly, they deserve to exist and they deserve to be shared. And I feel like more people should share the ugly sides because less people would feel inferior, right, or insecure because they don't feel polished enough. So yeah, you don't get to skip the process, I'm sorry. You don't get to skip the process of being bad to get good. <laughs> Noise. 
we all have to go through it. Excuse the noise, my window's open because it's beautiful outside and the weather has finally broken. So anyway, you don't get to skip the process. It's okay to be bad at something. Number three, and I love this one. You're allowed to change your mind. What is doesn't always have to be, right? A lot of us get started with something and we think that we have to keep doing it the same way. We gotta keep being committed to something. But if it's not, if you're not feeling it, if it's not bringing you joy anymore, if it's just like laborious with no reward, give it up. It's okay. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to put something down. It's okay to abandon ship. It's okay. You don't have to stay on the ship if it's not bringing you peace and happiness, right? You're allowed to change your mind. Nothing is written in stone. And so I think that we have to have that mindset going in with these messy first drafts because just like a draft, you're writing in pencil, right? It's not pen. It's not permanent. It's pencil. So all things evolve, including you. Think of big name artists. Think of people who started out one way and turned out a different way. Who you are today does not have to be who you will always be. And it will not be who you'll always be. You will change, you will explore, you will evolve. And that's a beautiful thing. Number four, start anywhere. A lot of people's question is, where do I start? Anywhere. Pick one. <laughs> Just get started. Just get started. If you don't know where to start, pick anything. Pick anywhere. You can always change your mind or direction later, right? So if you're writing a book, if you want to write a book, for example, right? You want to start, or let's say you want to start writing poems. Maybe you can start with haikus. Just start writing, or maybe you could just start with writing thoughts, right? Oh, the, the sky is blue like something that is blue, right? Or, you know, the clouds are like a puffy cotton ball. Starting with one sentence counts. All poetry starts with a sentence. All poetry starts with one word, right? So get started anywhere. All the chicken scratches, all the notes, all the post-its, right? All those things, they matter. And they all add up to a beautiful masterpiece. So don't delay. We're always waiting for perfect conditions or the perfect time or the perfect idea. It doesn't exist. Everything starts out messy and it gets clearer the more that you do something, right? So don't allow you not knowing what you're doing, where you're going to stop you from getting started. Get started anywhere and you will learn as you go. You'll figure it out as you go, like I always say. Number five, there is beauty in being a beginner. Nobody wants to be a beginner. Nobody wants to be, you know, the person struggling to walk, right? We want to be, we want to be running. We want to be graceful. We want to look polished and put together. That process of being bad, going from bad at something to good at something or proficient at something is rough, right? But there's beauty in being a beginner. Number one, there's less pressure and attention. So say you want to start a YouTube channel, right? And you're like, oh, I don't want to begin because nobody's going to watch my videos. And that's great. <laughs> that's a good thing that no one watches your videos because no one has to be there watching you fall on your face and, you know, make awkward pauses and try to figure out what you're going to say, right? It's, it's, a, it's a safe space for you to learn and grow and achieve and try to do something different. And there's less pressure for you to be perfect. When you walk into something saying, I'm going to be bad at this, the pressure is off. And you end up doing more than what you thought you could do because you're not no longer seeing what you do is not enough. The second reason, there's beauty in being a beginner is that there's more play and experimenting. You have more fun as a beginner. You don't know what you're doing. So you're just kind of messing with stuff, seeing what colors go with what, mixing 
you know, cup A and cup B to see what happens. People who are very professional, right? A lot of them feel boxed in. A lot of them feel like, oh, this is what I've always done, so I have to keep doing it, or I can't do this. We put limitations on ourselves the more proficient we get at something because we become professionals. We become experts and we stop exploring. We start, we stop, you know, questioning things, right? Our curiosity is lessened because we think we know everything the more that we do something. So you have an advantage though. You're not, you're more pliable, right? You're more flexible. You're able to try new things without the pressure of it having to be good. You're not jaded like everybody else. So please be a beginner, right? And we should all aim to be beginners in everything we do, even if we're really good at it. Approach something like a beginner, like an amateur, right? And the possibilities are endless. When you're starting something new, you can end up so far, you know, forward than what you thought you were gonna do. You know, you could think like, yeah, I wanna, I don't know, I wanna write poetry. And now 10 years later, you've, you're writing books or you're putting on seminars or you're teaching classes or you're doing something totally different. Everything in our journey matters and it's okay to be a beginner because where you are now is not where you're always gonna be. Yes, so there is beauty in being a beginner. And the next thing I wanna say is that creativity thrives with limitations. As a beginner, you don't know the scales when you're playing a piano. You don't know, you know what chords are what. You don't even know what keys are what, right? But the thing about creativity is that the less experience you have, the less knowledge, head knowledge you have, right? The more limitations you have, the more creative you are. Because like I said, you're approaching it like a child with curiosity, with an open mind. Not like I need to do this robotic thing. It's like, let's play and let's see what happens. All right, number six, be an amateur. So I did a live on Stephanie Perry's channel um, where we had a play date with each other and it was so much fun. And one thing we talked about was being an amateur. Now people hear amateur and they're automatically turned off. They think like, oh, that means somebody's not good at something. I could never be an amateur. But really we have redefined what amateur really means. Amateur means that you do something for the love of it. You do something because it brings you joy and pleasure and happiness because you're taken with it, because you're enamored with it, right? That's the root word is a more, love. You do something for the love of it. And so people have taken that to say, because we live in America and everything's about money, that if you're not doing something for money, you're just playing around with it and therefore it doesn't count, right? And so now we say when someone is bad at something, you're just an amateur. But the thing is, amateurs have so much more fun. <laughs> amateurs are free. They're not worried about what people think. They're doing it for the heart connection. They're doing it from the soul, right? Be an amateur and admire. Be an admirer of what you pursue. Study that thing. Fall in love with it. See where it takes you. Don't try to be professional. Be in love with that thing and like the process. Enjoy discovering like a child and explore, right? Be a lover. Being a lover of something takes perfectionism out of it. Being a lover of something takes the pressure out of it. It takes, it takes the, the hard out of it. It takes the rigidity out of it, right? You're able to have more fun. You're able to flow when you're doing something for the love of it. And you're, do, and you're following your heart and you're listening to your soul when you're doing something for the love of it. There's nothing wrong with doing stuff for money, but I will say that sometimes when money is the goal, it can, it can, you know, persuade us to go in a direction that we wouldn't otherwise go if money was not attached to it. So sometimes approaching something as an amateur helps you to make decisions that are more aligned, more rightly aligned with your soul and your spirit, with your morals, with your values, and with your love. And, and that counts. Being an amateur counts. Number seven, I want to say to you, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Focus on enjoying the process, not the outcome. Focusing on how things will be received. What money am I going to get for this? How I'm going to market this? What will people think? 
when you're creating from that place, like from that place, when you're operating from that place of like people pleasing, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of strain. When you are enjoying the journey, however, you're open to whatever happens. If something goes left, you're not stressed. You're like, whatever, this is a part of the journey. You're more flexible. So I promise that when you enjoy the journey, your art will flourish. Whatever you put your hands to will flourish because you're enjoying the process. A, like a lot of people think that the reason why you even go through a process is for the outcome. But I, I would dare say that the process should be fun too. <laughs> the, what is the point of having this outcome that is fun if the process was not? I want to have fun in every area of my life. I want to enjoy every season and every step of the journey. And so a part of enjoying the journey is about being present for the process. And I will also say, allow the outcome to surprise you. Like, don't hold so tightly to what you think should happen, how it should look, what people should say, right? Be open to wherever your creative process takes you. It'll surprise you. And I promise you, you'll be 10 times happier if you just open yourself up to what could be right? And I would also say redefine success. Like we think success is money and fame and glitz and glamour and access and, you know, connections and applause. But if you de define success for yourself, right? No matter what you do, you can never fail. If I say success for me is showing up and being authentic and being myself, no matter who likes it, who receives it, who doesn't like it, right? No matter who criticizes it, I'm already successful because I've already determined that I am so. It's that simple. All right. Number eight, treat yourself like a child. Now we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but have grace for yourself. Like everybody wants to talk about like, yeah, I'm doing this for my inner child and I think that's beautiful, but you are that inner child. Just because you grew up does not mean you're not deserving of grace. Grace doesn't run out just because you're an adult. Like when you're beginning something new and even if you know what you're doing, you still deserve grace. Have grace for your mistakes. Have grace for the oops. I love Bob Ross because one thing he says is happy, happy mistakes, right? We're going to take something that was an uh-oh and make it into something beautiful. And I think when you're present for the prog process and when you're having grace for yourself, you're like, okay, we made this mess. Now, now what can we make with this mess, right? Instead of condemning yourself for this mess. Have gentleness with yourself. Celebrate every milestone. I don't care how big or how small, celebrate yourself. And yes, be gentle with yourself. Like, you would not tell a child, pick that up. Like you wouldn't be yelling at them and you're not walking right. Your legs are bowed and you know, you're struggling and you're waddling. You would never say that to a child. You'd be gentle with them. Like, yes, good job. Wonderful. You deserve that same gentleness and kindness. Even if the world is rough with you, treats you with rough hands, you deserve to be treated with soft hands by yourself. You deserve to be talked to with kind words from yourself. A trick for this is holding a picture of your baby self in your mind, right? I have a kid picture of myself that I reference whenever I need to be gentle and kind with myself, whenever I need to remind myself that I am worthy. I look at that picture because that girl was worthy and so am I. And I, had, I did a video, if you want to check it out, it was a love letter to my child self and I hold up that picture and I just, you know, give love to her. And in doing that, I'm giving love to myself. Yeah. And the whole point is that person in that picture is you. She's you. All right. Number nine, protect your heart in your mind. This is imperative. Above everything else I already said, protect your heart and your mind because this is where your creative process happens in the first place. You, you think of an idea, you dream it, you feel it, like, and then you go about and doing it, right? Sometimes it's best not to consult the internet about your ideas. I've done this. I've had an idea and I Google it and I see that someone's doing it better or maybe somebody has already done it or maybe it's never been done and either way, no matter what I search, I end up feeling less than 
Who am I to do this? This person has more followers. They have more experience, right? We start to compare ourselves to other people. And the internet is a beautiful tool, but it can also be used to our detriment. It can also be um, a hindrance to our journey. So don't go to the internet for your ideas. Trust yourself, check in first, brainstorm with yourself first, and then seek the help you need from the internet. Let it be a resource, not a hindrance, right? Another thing I'll say is trust yourself. You're original. Even if no one has ever done what you're doing, even if people are saying that doesn't make any sense, that's silly, throw it away, trust your knowing, trust yourself. There's a reason why you have this desire and it's worthy of you finding out why. Like start the quest, start the journey and see where you end up. It's a worthy endeavor. Trust your ideas. Trust that your ideas are good enough. Trust that your ideas are not silly. They're not, you know, frivolous. And even if they are silly and frivolous, trust that they deserve to see the light of day. Trust that you deserve to follow your passions and your ideas and your dreams and your curiosities. You don't have to seek other people's approval to do the things you want to do. You're your own permission slip. Maybe you're a trailblazer. Maybe no one has done it because you're meant to do it. And do it like you. Even if somebody else is doing what you want to do, no one can do it like you. You bring your own flavor, your own spin, your own experiences that nobody else can copy. That's why even if somebody copies your idea, they can't because they're not you. It's an original idea. All right, number 10. Do not put so much pressure on yourself and your thing. Your new idea, your new concept, right? Your new endeavor, your curiosities, it's a baby. It's a seedling. And it's not strong enough to withstand a lot of criticism, a lot of pressure, right? When I think of plants sprouting out of the ground, it's spring, right? Sprouting out of the ground, right? I think of like a seedling or a sapling, a tree. You're not going to demand from that small sapling the same things you demand from an oak tree, right? Because it's not strong enough. It's not stable enough to do the things that that big oak tree does. You got to be gentle with your thing. Don't break don't break or harm your idea or your dream or your gift or your seed because you're putting so much pressure on it. When you hold a baby, you're gentle with that baby, right? You're bouncing, you're holding the baby firmly, but with loose hands, right? You're not like moving the baby like this. That would be abuse. In the same way, you don't want to abuse your ideas. You don't want to abuse yourself. Be kind and gentle to yourself because you're worthy of gentleness. Number 11, take the easy route. Easy doesn't cheapen your experience. It doesn't. Easy is not a cuss word. Easy is not a bad word. I made a video about this. Take the easy way out. And it doesn't cheapen your experience. And there's no extra credit for doing things the hard way. There is none. There's no, no matter how it gets done, what people care about is that it gets done, right? So if you have to take the easy way out to do it, do it. And by doing it the easy way out, you're more likely to keep showing up. You're more likely to keep trying, right? And you're more likely to keep the process going. You're not going to shudder and be like, oh, God, it's so hard. It's too much work. You're going to be like, that was fun because that was easy. Make it easy. And it allows you to be prolific. There's a truck going by. All right, now would be a great time to mention that I have a book coming out called Black Girl Creative. It's a love letter to creative Black women, inviting them to return home to themselves and their creativity. Because in creativity, you heal, you grow, you flourish, and you connect with other like-minded individuals. So if you would like to get on the waiting list, Please sign up at the link below. I would love, love, love for you to be there for the release, for the celebrations, the talks, the events, the challenges, the merch. I'm really excited about this and I would love to have you be a part of it. All right, let's get back to the list. So by not taking the easy way out, you are self-sabotaging. You know how? Because like I said, if it's hard, you're not going to show up. 
If it's difficult or complicated, you're less likely to keep coming back. You're less likely to try. You'll make up excuses to say, well, you know, if I don't have the perfect equipment, I can't get started, right? Take the easy way out. If you want to record a video, use your phone. That's it. Use your phone. Get in a quiet-esque space, quiet-ish space and record a video. Take the easy way out. Because the thing is, if you make it hard, you're going to make it a chore. You're going to make it something you don't want to do. And that's not what we want to do, right? We want to do the things. So in order to do the things and do the things well, do it with joy. Make it fun. Number 12, have more fun. Have more fun. I think the word for the season for me is play. Have fun, right? Do things the fun way. Blow some bubbles. Everything don't have to be that serious, right? Like everything doesn't have to be so serious. We make things so serious. It's easier. Life is easier. Your work is easier. Your creativity is easier. Loving people is easier when you're having fun, when you make it fun. Ask yourself this question every day. How can I make this more fun? Even if it's something you don't like, how can I make working out more fun? Can I listen to a podcast that makes me laugh? Can I listen to music that I love? Can I dance? If I, if I don't like running, can I exercise by dancing? Throw myself a dance party, right? Why can't that count? Why can't that count as exercise? Make things fun. All right, 13. One thing to remember is that small steps equal huge change, right? Ask yourself, what's the next best step you can take to get going? Again, that question, where do I start? What do I do next? What is the smallest thing that you can do today to get moving in the direction you want to move in, right? Don't overwhelm yourself. Build your confidence without burning yourself out by taking small steps. It feels good. I'm like, yeah, I did the thing. I cleaned the room. Awesome, right? Including cleaning the room starts with cleaning out a drawer. It starts with organizing some stuff, like one corner. When you look at the whole room and it's just a mess, you're overwhelmed. You're like, dang, I don't really want to do this. I don't know if I can do this. But if I can say to myself, let's clean out my purse. Let's clean out my book bag. That's easier and it gets done one thing at a time. Small steps count, right? And you build without too much intimidation. You're not intimidated or overwhelmed. You're like, oh my God, I can do this. I can actually get this thing done. One small step at a time. Small steps count and they're kind of the best. They're kind of the best. I love small steps. All right. Number 14, get started today. No overstuffing on content, no researching, like too much, right? Like a little bit of research is fine, but when you do it too much, it's procrastination now, right? You know that you've been researching that same thing for five months. You don't need to do that anymore. You have enough to get started with what you have today. It's very easy to overstuff ourselves on content, to procrastinate to procrastinate and to make up these excuses as to why we can't start now, right? And it leads to fatigue and overwhelm and in intimidation and procrastination and perfectionism, which is just fear. When we're taking in so much content, we're loading ourselves down. We're weighing ourselves down with all this extra stuff and we can't move, we can't flow. Stay light, stay inspired, stay airy. When you hit that inspiration, move in it, do something, write down an idea contact the person, send the email, right? Jot it down, put it on paper, but get started with what you have today. No amount of content, no amount of videos, podcasts, courses can prepare you. Honestly, like you can have the information, but in order to really learn how to do the thing, you got to do the thing. You got to do the thing. There's no way around it, right? We can't, we can't consume ourselves towards finishing a goal. You have to actually move towards that goal. Sometimes you got to learn as you do. I'm big on this. Like 
Because if I don't, I will procrastinate. I will wait. It'll never get done. You got to learn as you do. And when, you know, you cross that bridge, when you get to the bridge, you'll cross it, right? But don't overwhelm yourself with worries that aren't even here today. Get started with what you have today. And also, one thing to consider, even when you're taking in stuff from other people, their experiences aren't yours. So even if you're trying to follow in somebody else's footsteps, you're an individual. You're unique. And so your experiences will be unique as well. And so sometimes we're not prepared because we haven't done it. And we're thinking we're going to follow somebody else doing the thing, but they're different from us. We might have different circumstances, different limitations, right? And so different experiences. And that's not, you know, that's not something to sit yourself out and be like, I can't do it now. It's like, no, like my experience is different and I'll figure it out as I go. Number 15. All right. Number 15 says, you are more ready than you think you are. You have all you need to get started right now. Your life's experiences have equipped you. Think about it. Like if we really wrote a resume of everything we've ever done, the papers would be endless. We've all been producers. We've all been caretakers. We've all been, you know, students and or teachers. Like our list of experiences goes on and on. And we overlook this because we don't think it's good enough. But I promise you, you have more experience and you're more ready than you think you are. You have skills, assets, resources. You're absolutely overlooking. Absolutely. Do you have the internet? That's, a, that's an amazing resource. Do you have a phone? An amazing resource, right? Do you have clean water, fresh clothes, like somewhere to lay your head? Those are assets. Those are resources. Do you have friends who might help you in a bind? You're more prepared than you think you are. Don't sleep on yourself, okay? Don't sleep on yourself. You've gotten this far in life, not just by happenstance. You know what I mean? Yes, the grace of God, but also your wisdom, your intellect, your experience. You've gotten yourself this far. Don't count yourself out. Remember, remember all things you started, you did. All things you started, you were bad at. Everything. And you have a list of things that you've done. And you can do it again. Number 16. Your pride may raise its head. No one likes to be bad at something. And it's okay. Remind yourself that you are safe and you are secure. Like your worth is not tied to how well you do something. You are a worthy period. And since you're worthy period, no matter how it turns out or who likes it or who doesn't, you're still worthy. Like nothing changes if the thing doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out. Nothing. In real life, nothing changes. Our expectations might not be met, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Right? Like your worth and value is not riding on this. You're already worthy. 17. Share with safe spaces. Share your works in progress. Share your ideas with safe people and in safe spaces. We all need support. And so we need to lean into community, right? And so we have, we have all this access to people. Like we're so connected, but we're not. We do things in private and in hiding and we wonder why we feel alone or we don't feel supported or we feel stuck. Reach out to somebody else. Reach out to someone else. Even if the person isn't creating what you're creating, sometimes it's good to reach out to friends because they're gonna remind you of who you are, what you've accomplished, what you're capable of. Like sometimes we need a different perspective. Create in safe spaces. Have a partner, have an accountability partner or an accountability group, right? Do the thing intentionally. Go through life with other people. You can do way more with other people than you can on your own. Yes, yeah, so going alone can be easier because it's less stuff to worry about, it's less complicated, less things you have to organize, right? And you'll go fast, but will you go far? There's only so far that we can go alone before we get burned out or exhausted, right? And so leaning into community is one of the best resources. And I made a video alive called uh, Why We Should Value Community Over Competition. 
So the link is in the description. Check it out. All right. So yes, a safe space. Share. Be supported and encourage each other. Right. Reciprocity. Give and take. And how do we know if a safe a space is safe? Are you afraid to share? Are you afraid to breathe? Are you holding your breath? Are you forming yourself into someone that you're not? If you are doing those things, it's not a safe space. If you're worried about, you know, someone devaluing you or making fun of you, that's not a safe space. A safe space is a place where you can come in all your forms and be like, you know what, I'm struggling with this. And maybe they have words for you or maybe they just have space, right? You want to be a safe space for other people and you want to lean into community that is safe. So it is spring, my friends. Like I said, it's time for new opportunities, new adventures. Cheers to you. Happy spring. Ooh, bubbles on my nose. And like I said, I'm releasing a book called Black Girl Creative. And if you would like to get that book and other resources, please sign up at the link in the description. You'll be the first to know when things are released. You'll be the first to be invited to my challenges, to my events, uh, my sessions, my meetups, all the things are there. So bless you. Thank you. Happy spring, y'all. Happy new beginnings. May this season bring you lots of pleasure and joy and fun and new opportunities. Bud and bloom, y'all. Love y'all.